Hey guys, welcome to WWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining tonight is Jack McCarthy. Howdy, folks. And Fedra Ekris. Hello, everybody. So on tonight's show, we got a lot of things to cover, but only really two things to cover. But they're pretty big and juicy and meaty and beefy. So what we're going to do is we're going to go over The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 1. But we're also going to start Mad- March Madness. March Madness! March Madness! What are we going to call it? It's Is it the, the worst actor or worst character in a superhero movie? I think that's what we're going to call it. Anyway, that's our March oh, Madness. No, you know, we've done a lot. Like, we've done, like, DC versus Marvel. We've done heroes versus villains. Um, I forget all the things we've, we've done. I think we've done some Star Wars in there. But I'm excited because I thought that it was going to be difficult to come up with a lot of bad actors. I was so wrong. I came up with 32 of them really fast. And I had a lot left over, actually. And I had to like needle them down. I know Jack's going to get annoyed with some of the ones that I put in there because I know he likes one in particular. But and I know you have no taste, so yeah, that's fine. You know, we'll, we'll go over it anyway. So we're going to do that, but let's first get into the Mandalorian season three, episode one, and this one was called the Apostate. So Fedra, did you see it? Yes. Not right, Fedra. So what'd you think? great start really happy with it really how that it's just set from right where it was great music uh i think it's weaving all the different characters together in where each of them are and i don't know some some people that i you know on my fan base you know on facebook i posted it and everybody was like oh my god i'm ready for you know the next one i can't i can't wait Whereas, like, I was like, you know what? I can. Like, this this episode wrapped it up nice enough to where it's just like, all right, now we know the premise. You know, now he has his mission. And this is, you know, this is the way. <laughs> you <Yes>. know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now it's just like, what's going to get in his way? <laughs> so what would you rate it out of 10? A decent seven, actually. Okay. That's very decent, I must say. Uh, Jack, what about you? Did you like this episode and rate it at 10? I I saw it. Uh, I would probably go with Fedra 7, though. Um, There was a lot I liked, but there's just a few things that, like, kept me from getting a little bit more excited about it than I felt I should have been. Oh, wow. I'm surprised kind of with, with both of you a little bit. Um, I know. Fedra's scores usually don't go that high. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. No, I mean, but you guys both seemed a little less than enthusiastic about. The no, first I mean, episode. like you said, there was a lot, a really a lot to like, a lot to enjoy. I do like what Fedra had said. How you know, here we're right out of the gate. We know the mission of this this season, what he's doing, where he's going, 
we don't know what's going to happen when he gets there, what the journey is going to be like. Um, but a lot of these shows don't, they kind of meander around until like the third episode until you know where they're going. And that's kind of rough when there's only like six to eight episodes in a season. Uh, it's nice that it's like, okay, we're getting into it right away. Good start. Okay. So I'm going to be a little different from you guys. Actually, I really enjoyed this episode and I will watch it again um, before the weekend is up. Uh, I'd give it an eight out of 10. And I think a part of it is that I'm so used to seeing crap that it's kind of nice to see something that looks like they put some effort into it. And true. Definitely. And you know, all the actors are good. Uh, the world building is just continues to be very good. Like I loved how they, the design of the aliens, uh, it just looks like star Wars. It feels like star Wars and it's, it's not boring. And, and usually when I, like I was watching Andor or the book of Boba Fett or Obi-Wan, I kept looking to see how much time was left, hoping that it was going to end soon. This one, I was doing the same, but I was like, I'm hoping it's not going to end soon. And that, that there's at least 20 or 30 minutes left of this, you know? Well, like you mentioned the alien. What a freaking fantastic job they did on Van. Yeah. Vane. What was his name? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, at first it, it was like, like they did conventional makeup and then they computer generated enhanced it because like he looked he looked damn good in those close-ups like did. from you a mean distance the further back you know he looked good you know and you could see that being conventional it's back a little but then they went for those close-ups and you see all the small detailing and the slight twitching of little muscles in his face around his eyes and his nose as he wrinkles his nose up in like anger and stuff. That was such a great job. I mean, I wish that's how they would go a lot of time. Start with conventional and enhance it with CGI. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, I have to say he is the, he was the, best-looking alien I think we've seen on anything on Disney Plus so far. I mean, he looked he looked like a living, breathing being. He looked yeah. just great. He looked fantastic from distance, but then the fact that you could go that close up and still not hit that uncanny valley line he he just looked great. Yeah, I, and he was a good villain. I liked him. I thought he was pretty. No, good. I I felt the same way. Those were my thoughts. I was like, "That's impressive." I haven't seen anything like that in a long time. Uh, you, you know, like again, there's classic Star Wars characters and all that, but yeah, the makeup job was good. I didn't even really notice the CGI enhancements, but I thought it was like. That's a really nice design, regardless well, of what kind of character this is. That right. was o nice only done. because you're seeing him, and you know he's got what they call his prosthetics on, just to get the shape of the face right. But even like little things, like I said, the wrinkle in the nose and the wrinkles around the eyes and the sneer. Wow, 
that just looked great. I mean, and and that's better than we've seen in anything yeah. on Disney Plus or Paramount or any of those streaming channels. But I would say it's probably better than what we've seen in about ninety percent of the movies. Yeah, no, I agree with that too. He he just looked fantastic. I thought they did a good job on him. Uh yeah, and his boss there was that pirate. What was his name? Um, Gorian, something with a G. Gorian Shard. I there think. we go. He looked good too. You know, he looked again, he looked good, but he kind of reminded me for some reason of Davy Jones. Yeah, Bradley had said that too to me that he looked yeah. like David Jones. But he still looked good, but just not as good as the other guy. The other guy just looked good. I wish they would do that, give the Trendoshians a, uh, a bit of CGI love like that. Because Trendoshians were always like one of my favorite villains. You know, the fact that they just go out and hunt Wookiees for laughs. You know, but just to see them get that kind of super close-up detailing uh, would be great. But this that guy just looked great. His his boss looked good, but like I said, that like I said, that just blew me away. Yeah, and I, I thought it was interesting how they explained the absence of Cara Dune. Yeah, they didn't dwell too much on it. Well, at least they didn't kill her off, which. I sure. feel leaves the possibility of her returning. I think it could happen, especially if they get new leadership at Disney. I can kind of see that happening um, because when I see all of the things that some people say that are still that still have employment at Disney and mm -hmm. nothing happens to them, it's not fair. It, it's like if, yeah, when we talked about her getting fired and everything. And, you know, you have to be careful what you say on Twitter and social media and all that. If you have a job that depends that you can lose 50 percent of your audience by saying something stupid on social media. And she knew that. And when so your it, boss warns you to say, hey, yeah, shut up. <laughs> but when you see all these other people, you know, saying crap on social media from Marvel, from Star Wars, from The View, have you ever watched that show? I mean, it, it just boggles my mind that none of them have been fired, but it's okay, you know, that she's been fired. That that's what bothers me because it it's got to be equal. If if you say something stupid and you get fired, the next person that says something stupid needs to get fired too. So, as a regular watcher of the View, that's how you feel about them. Well, I think they should all be fired. I say they, again, if I'm CEO, canceling that show. Andrew <laughs> knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this. You slid that in there real good. <laughs> it must have flew right over my head. Where did you slide in there? You might have to go back and uh, re-listen to it. I don't have time for this crap. Just tell me what is it that you said. Oh, oh well, you know, since since you know, I am such a such a liberal leaning person, and you a know, how a, a hippie, yet you know. You're a view watcher, you know, it kind of kind of throws your credibility a little bit out the window, I think. I don't watch the view. I watch people complaining about the view. There's a difference. 
That's not what you said. You said you're a regular listener. I did not say that. Did I say that, Fedra? You did. No, I did not. <laughs> you guys are both ganging Let's up go against to the video me. tape. There is no way in hell that I said I'm a regular gotta, listener. <laughs> you. No, that, that's, that's okay, Joe. It's all right to be in touch with that side of yourself. It's okay. This is mutiny. Share mutiny. <laughs> Bastards! I didn't say that. I there's no way in hell those words would come out of my mouth. I never uh, thought I'd laugh for being called a bastard. <laughs> you look how defensive he's getting. You know, he's like, I, I didn't say that. All right, whatever. Stop picking on me. Don't support Jack. Stop yeah, don't team up with Jack. I mean, come on, Ventura. He's happy. So are you, but you know. I, I love it. You're like you're like Palpatine, Joe. You're like. Come back, yes. Field hate. <laughs> Don't go with the Jedi. <laughs> Come with us. Watch, watch the cooking segment on empanadas at home. Come to us. All right. So you came back to came back to the main line. Spice. <laughs> What'd you guys think of Grogu? You know, it was a good balance, I felt. Like, they had the, the cute little moments, but it wasn't, to me, it wasn't too much. Like, it wasn't like, all right, come on, roll it back. Like, no, I actually thought it was a little cute. I loved it when he grabbed the little guy thinking he was a toy. It was hilarious. Oh, I was, well, was I was expecting him to open his mouth like. like yeah, right? Like, try to eat him? Yeah. <laughs> that was like a, like a Babu freak, wasn't it? Yeah, uh yeah, one of those people. I what I didn't get was why did this uh Carl there's so many have there's to so keep many translating. You could understand what they yeah. were saying. There's so many things I didn't get in this episode, but I still enjoyed it. You know, um well, first of all, I don't understand why the hell can't the Mandalorian be happy? Call Weathers offers him a job, a nice cushy job making a lot of money, having a nice place to live. And he's like, no, because this is the way yeah. I have to get my helmet back on. You know, it's like, so what? Is it really that big to be a Mandalorian? Wouldn't you rather just be rich and but, happy? But here's the thing, though. not He's in a sect of the Mandalorians. Not all of them are like that, because we've seen plenty of Mandalorians without their helmets on. It's oh, just, yeah, so that... Is that is that because is that why Bo-Katan doesn't have her helmet on? Right, because a yeah. lot of them, like even when you watch the episodes of the Clone Wars, when there was the Mandalorian Civil War going on, you know they're carrying around the helmets until it's time to go in to fight. Then they put their helmets on, you know, which makes sense because most Disney or Marvel things, you know, they go into battle and take their helmets off so you could see their faces, you know, but. They had their helmets off all the time. I think it's just that sect. I think Bo-Katan called them a cult at one oh, okay. point. You know, so as part of that, you know, maybe he doesn't want to be happy. Well, I wish Marvel would be a part of that cult, you know, where they keep their damn masks on. Um, I do kind of like him with the mask on. And, and what have we seen him like maybe twice with it off? And when you think about like this is the third season now, um, but he's able to act through his voice. Like, you know, that's what we're we're happy about. 
Like there could be a different stunt double in that outfit and we wouldn't even know, but it's right. the, the voice that, that, you know, sells us on it. You don't, and again, Spider-Man could have his mask on the whole time. We don't need Tom Holland to rip it off just so he can talk to Zendaya or Tony Stark or whoever the hell else, you know, he talks to. Julie just keep Chen. your mask on. Oh, Julie Chen. I don't know. Didn't she used to be on this, on your favorite show? <laughs> Julie Chen. Oh, you mean uh, Big Brother? No, I thought she was on The View for a while. No, that was the talk. And I don't watch that show. Oh. <laughs> I just throw the name of these things. I am not a closet talk and view watcher. Okay. Okay. You know, you know, okay, you know an awful lot, Joe. I'm just saying. <laughs> Federal, I watch Fox and Friends all day long. I don't watch these other things. Go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. The art of war is. Uh... Well, what I what I thought was interesting, uh, where, you know, what you're saying about it, Jack being a cult, is that he goes to I forgot her name. Sorry, the, Bo the princess. Bocatan. and she states to him that the planet is poisoned, and that there's nothing there for him. And it's very interesting because she's not the first person to kind of sway him to not go there. And it's like, he seems to be the only one who's just like, like it or not, I'm going. Like, so maybe there's something to that, that not only being a cult, but that maybe they're being lied to. And now he's going to un unearth this kind of new truth, you know, with Groku by his side. That's a good point. That that's kind of what I'm thinking. That it's it's sort of like the empire raised this planet, destroyed it, and what if you know it's just blockaded by the empire, and there could be anything down there on the surface. It could be like Wally when they go over the hill and there's a field full of flowers, mm. because yeah. no one's been allowed to be there for so long because oh, it's poison. It'll you'll die if you go there. And that's all a story put out by the Empire just to keep them away. Wait a minute, was there a hill full of flowers on Wally? Wasn't it? What didn't they when the ship lands on Earth and they all start coming out? Don't they do like the pull away shot? And there's like you start to notice a few flowers, and then there's a whole bunch of flowers and stuff at the end. I kind of remember that. I think that was. It's start, rapid time. Yeah, it's rapid time because yeah, they're now they're now able to. I, I know. I'm sorry. I know this movie very well. Um. So, so Eve and Wally they bring the seed because it's now the the land is ready to be cultivated to actually produce life. And then that's when they all come and land, and then they start planting stuff, thinking that they're going to get pizza, which is adorable. <laughs> That movie was so ahead of its time. They called it so well. You know, Walmart and Amazon took over this friggin' planet and are destroying us all. They just want us to be all fat bastards and basically buy things on the internet. And AI and robots are supposed to help us save the world. Yeah, but most people are convinced that AIs will eventually turn evil and destroy us all. There are a little too many Terminator movies. I, I don't think it's evil. I think it's just there. It's cold logic that takes out the emotion of, you know, 
what people, the connections people have versus, you know, oh, well, it's, you know, it's logical. These, these creatures keep screwing up the planet. You know, what do we need them for? We can build ourselves. We can program ourselves. Exactly. You know? We had that one AI that was the steering wheel. That was like a, a negative yeah. AI. Negative captain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. So, so Grogu, um, I, I told you guys, I, I didn't like him just because I feel like he's a distraction and he's just a cute thing to be there. I'd rather see the Mandalorian just go off on his own and be a bounty hunter. But I understand it now. It's for kids. You know, it's just basically like if you're watching the show with your, with the parents are watching with the kids every now and then Grogo sticks his head in and does something stupid or cute. And they're like, Oh, it's Grogu. you know, like they don't have to understand the full capacity of the show. They could still be entertained with the family. So it's a family show, you know? Um, but I, I just think the whole thing was so stupid where it's like Grogu must learn the force because he is one with the force. And then they send him off to Jedi land with Ahsoka. And then it's, he's like, I want to visit him to show him my face again, <laughs> you know? And uh, he's like, well, Grogu needs to make a choice whether he wants to, to stay here and become a Jedi or go with you. He's decided to go with you. And it's like, why waste our time with that whole story, you know? And then show it on the book of Boba Fett where, I'm assuming a lot of people didn't even know that <laughs> they should have did like a, a short little kind of recap of what happened on the book of Boba Fett, you know, with, I, I don't think so with Grogu and, and the Mandalorian, just so that people know that well, while he's back. Cause I think a lot of people gave up on the book of Boba Fett after episode two, you know, and that happened in episode yeah. six or seven. Yeah, but I, I I think that Disney's putting it out. They publicized the pan, the Mandalorian and Grogu on Boba Fett like crazy, you know. So I think leaving it as if you're interested enough to track it down, you know where to find it. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to Disney Plus. You know, um, before we raise the prices again. Yes. So. Uh, it's out there. If people are interested enough to track it down, I mean, heck, those last three episodes of Boba Fett were very watchable only because of the Mandalorian and the whole mm. Rogue Luke Skywalker thing. That's the only thing that saved it, you know, after it got away from the scooter utes. So I don't think they needed to do a flashback. Like, like we said earlier, this was a very tight episode. Everything you need to know about season three is in that first episode you know what to expect you know where it's going you know you know what the characters want to do you don't know what's going to happen when they go but you know the direction they're taking so i i don't think they needed to spend the time on a flashback what do you think that giant creature i thought it was cool looking i i you know what it's, it wasn't as cool as the was it a crate dragon in season two no, yeah, I remember the first episode we had where it wasn't as was cool looking as that. This looked very much like a crocodile, a saltwater crocodile, but it was still very cool and very well done as well. 
I noticed it had a shell on its back. So I thought it was kind of like a turtle. Is that an alligator gar? Is that what those are? It's like a uh, has like turtle features. Well, whatever it was, it was alien. Um, I mean, it was cool looking. It made me think of a crocodile, but some people might have thought of it as a gar. So, but it was cool looking. Well, I thought it was funny. It's like you see a giant thing like that come out of the water. And instead of like, let's all run away, it's like, let's just fight and, you know, die in the process. It's like, I don't understand why they just didn't leave. Because they're crazy. They're Mandalorians. They, well, really they, fight. they like to kill and hunt and hunt. Yeah. Yeah. The glory of the fight, the glory of the battle. And it was cool yeah. to see the Mandalorian come in with his ship and do some massive damage on that thing. Was I alone though? I thought that was that whole beginning scene was going to turn into a flashback. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was him. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, spoilers I, alert! Sorry, people. <laughs> no, that's all right. We're, no, we're discussing spoilers. Yeah, I couldn't tell if that was a guy or a girl too because his hair was so long. Another hippie like Jack. <laughs> sorry, your credibility is shot, my friend. Welcome <laughs> to the island. Um, Pina Coladas at noon tomorrow. I hope that that kid is not a a big doesn't have a big role. First of all, I found out that that's Jimmy Kimmel's nephew, and he's been on the Jimmy Kimmel show a couple of times. Disney, really? <laughs> yeah, Disney's been kissing his ass and been putting him on a couple of Disney Plus series, and I just don't like Jimmy Kimmel. Sorry, I'd um, rather see Guillermo have a uh, guest Mandalorian role. Is he still with him? I haven't watched that show in so long. Um, I don't know. I, I think so. I think I used to like him. Like, if you have Conan O'Brien, you usually have Andy Richter. And uh, No, that, that wasn't. Oh, that was Conan O'Brien. You're right. I'm sorry. Um, no, nah, he just got too woke. And, and I hated the fact that he used to do the man show. And that was so misogynistic, like super, probably one of the most misogynistic shows that existed. Uh, it was. I remember it. I don't, but that was it. It was supposed to be. But then, like, now all of a sudden he's woke and he, he says, I wish, at the Oscars, I wish I was a woman. It's like, shut the hell up. And, and he's, he's condemning people that do... Uh, you know, that aren't respectful to women and all that. What about you? What about you, my friend? You did it like for maybe two or three seasons on ABC. I, I just, I don't like people like that. I'm sorry. It, it's like, it's okay, you know, if if you change, you know, if, if you become a different person or in your mind a better person, but don't go after people that have done it when you've done it yourself, you know, and, and try to get people canceled because he has tried to do that and it's like well i'm safe now because i am has so on cancel nonsense he has been yeah oh i didn't know that he, oh That's yeah super. he's well with, with the vaccines and I, I think he said something like you know they shouldn't even get uh they shouldn't be allowed medical insurance the vaccines and they shouldn't be allowed to um be treated in hospitals it's like, you know, just sh shut your political BS and just entertain, you little stooge. Uh, you know, again, I'm against cancel culture, but I wouldn't mind seeing him canceled. You know, jackass. Oh, that's where it starts. 
and his nephew, which I, I just hope that he's not, he doesn't sneak aboard the Mandalorian ship. And this is no room now. Like, <laughs> what do you say? Oh, yeah, it is pretty small. <laughs> it's pretty cramped in there. It's like true. I was watching, and I'm like, wait a second. How did Grogu get from the, the bubble into the cockpit? Like, there's no room. It'd be well, he's he's little, so maybe, but like a person could a regular full-size person would be able to do that. It still boggles my mind. Like, does he have to change Grogu's diapers? Hmm. I, once again, I think this is what this is that area where you start to think too much about it joe i get no you're right you're 100 right but i'm just saying if i was a badass years old he's potty trained at this point if i was a badass mandalorian and part of a badass mandalorian cult the last thing i'd want to have is like a little pet or a little kid that i'd have to change the diapers for risk become getting kicked out of my cult because of this little thing i, I just don't get it you know well again it's a show all right stop you're right i'm thinking too much He's 50 years old, remember. Um, He's got to have been potty trained by then. We can't talk. You should be able to talk before you're, you're potty trained. Maybe he can talk. He just can't speak common. Or maybe he just maybe doesn't he want doesn't. to because he's a lazy, lazy bastard. He's like one of those participation trophy kids. He really is. <laughs> oh, come on. There's no repercussions for anything that that little bastard does. He, and he's done a lot of bad things. And, you know, <laughs> like just, just the Mandalorian just saves him. Says, you need I to think, stay I think me. the worst thing he did was, and it wasn't that he knew he was doing it, it was when he was eating all the he Yeah, the frogs. Eggs. <laughs> the last of the alien, he's popping on like TikToks. So now I, I would find it funny, like if by season four or five, he starts to talk and says, well, I could have talked the whole time. I just chose not to, you know, and that he was cognizant that he was doing that and just acting like a jerk because he was a jerk. Anyway. Anyway. Um. What do you think, of Carl Weathers? Me or Fedra? No, go Fedra. Yeah. I mean, I think it was fine. It was a good good placement for him there, being you know, what do you say, high, high magistrate uh, magistrate now. So I think that suits him. As yeah. far as the character and his charisma there, and I liked how he was acting in front of the pirates. That was that was a nice little kind of western standoff that I liked. Uh huh. It's funny. I, I always think he's dead, Call of Weathers, because he died in Rocky Four, and then he died in uh, that Adam Sandler movie <laughs> about the golfer, which I always get confused with. Uh, Caddyshack. No, not Caddyshack. No, the two you, get, movies that, you get Happy Gilmore confused with Happy Gilmore. But what's the other one? Is Happy Gilmore, and then there's uh, the other one that he did, where he where he goes back to school. You know, he's a rich kid that uh, he, he never really went to school. He had to finish uh, grade school. I don't remember the name of yeah, that. Yeah, let me Google it because that's and then, then, then he falls me. in love with that hot blonde. 
is a teacher. Yeah. It's happy. Happy Gilmore. So Billy Madison. Billy Madison. There you go. You. There yeah. you go. I get them confused just because of the names, but no. Um, yeah, he died in, in Happy Gilmore. Uh, call it weather. So I, I always think he's dead. You know, yeah, from the, the al alligator or the crocodile. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I love I love him though, and like I I still watch the Rocky movies, and when I see him in like Rocky three and Rocky four, he's just as toned as Rocky. You know, um, he really worked out, and he was a football player too. Um, I like I like Call Weather, so I'm glad he was back. Yeah, and they gave him kind of uh, almost a Star Wars theme. You know, because he's like Lando Calrissian. Exactly. This rogue who who kind of stumbled into something, made the best of it, and now he's rich, successful, has everything he could want. That's when he's got those little robots carrying his robes. That that I thought was a funny touch. <laughs> it was just bizarre. Uh -huh. uh, So one thing I noticed in this, and I've been saying this from the very beginning, and I'm surprised I really, I probably did notice it previously, is it says in black and white, created by John Favreau, not Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni, and I've had this discussion with a lot of my friends and listeners, and where I've said, look, that guy is a leech. That's all he is. He, I don't think he's got much talent. I think that he hires talent. He takes the credit. And then when they Disney starts firing everybody from the Clone Wars, he's like, don't fire me. You can fire my whole staff, but not me. Please, please. And they give him Rebels. It's like, we're going to give you Rebels, but you can't take any of your staff with you. That's fine. That's fine. You know, just don't fire me. But I think he takes all the damn credit. He's taking the credit for the Mandalorian. It's friggin' John Favreau. That is the reason why the Mandalorian is so successful. John Favreau needs to be the head of Lucasfilm. Get Kathleen Kennedy out of there. He knows what he's doing. He's the only one that really knows what is going on in Star Wars right now. There's no woke agenda uh, with him. They're, they're about equal. Who do, you, who, who do you think is about equal? I think Favreau and Filoni are about equal because Filoni kept Star Wars going for a very long time on his own between Clone Wars and uh Rebel. big big deal clone wars and rebels they it's were okay it, they it were averaging the most star Trek, uh, star wars fans well i i didn't like clone wars because i just didn't like the prequel era you know yeah but um, you you gotta admit that's what kept star wars going for a very long time but he's also responsible for the disastrous design of all those characters in the Clone Wars and in Rebels and in what else were, were we well, looking honestly, at? Honestly, I like the look of the characters in Rebels. I, I, they're still hideous. I don't think they're hideous. Not as bad as the Clone Wars guys, but that was the style of animation they decided to go with. Yeah, he's a fraud. I don't. <laughs> I have spoken. Ah, <laughs> uh, that is not the way. Uh, what about IG-11? Are you surprised to see him? I thought that was kind of funny that, you know, he comes back and he's like, yep, I want my droid back, you know? 
Well, again, it's 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 fiction. It's part of the show, but I don't see the need for it. You know, um, <laughs> it's just trouble. Well, I mean, if he got the droid back like he wanted, he wouldn't have to worry about Grogu as much whenever they go somewhere because he'd have you know assassin droid as a babysitter, which I always thought was extremely funny. Yeah. That, you know, you have this killer robot that's now, you know, almost like that. What is it? That movie that was just out, Megan. Yeah. You know, oh, here's a, here's a, here's a companion that's secretly killer robot. (laughs) Did you see Megan, uh, Fedra? No, I saw the trailer. Remember, I I don't, I don't, I haven't caught it yet, though. I saw it. I liked it. I thought it was good. She's very believable as like a as a doll, you know. You could definitely see that coming at some point. Well, it has in ways. Did you used to have dolls like that, Fedra? Yes, I had an American girl doll. Her name is Samantha, and she looked just like me. Oh I, wow! I loved it. I I really did. She was great. But no, but did I, you have dogs that talk to you? Just. Well, I'm giving away my age, but I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, I had a uh, Tony Roxpin. Teddy Roxpin. Teddy Roxpin. Does that count? No, that's what I was hoping you had. That's pretty right. cool. I, I never had one because I was I was too old for that at that point. <laughs> yeah, I was probably I mean, twenty years too old for that. It was Teddy Roxpin. That was a clever thing that you know. You yes, we were too old for it, but. It was kind of ingenious that they could have this mm. doll that could interact, a teddy bear that could interact. I mean, that was well, that was kind of cool. When I, I was, lo- a, a, sorry, Fred, you go. I I just loved it because um, at that time, I believe I was also uh, that's how I learned how to read was hooked on phonics. So I actually went through that process over the summer and learned how to read, and then I would use teddy as well because you would put the cassette tapes in and then you could also read with him and he, and, and he mouthed it like uh yeah <laughs> that's cool it was awesome <laughs> i really that, think that's why i read so much quite honestly yeah thank thank you teddy yeah. um no i remember seeing those commercials and i was like damn i wish i was a kid my parents would never get it from me because they were so cheap but uh i'd always get garbage stuff it's like everyone would get atari it's like here here's pong you know it's like uh there's beanie two people play it's like no you don't <laughs> it's like if you're fast enough it'll, it'll get you more coordinated if you play yourself um but no it was like an animatronic from disney that damn thing it, you know its eyes moved its mouth moved yeah it, 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 like i said i think I think it's one of those like underrated toys where, you know, everybody so enamored was so enamored with tickle me Elmo, but while Elmo was cute, Teddy Ruxpin could actually be used as Fedra did educationally to maybe not teach reading, but supplement reading with little kids. I mean, you know, that was, that's a big deal getting kids hooked on reading. 
Yeah, no, I am showing my age. I have a, a grand nephew, and um, yeah, he he was just one recently, and we've been getting him a lot of toys. And there's so many educational toys, even for that age, where it teach you how to do like your numbers and your alphabet. But not only that, they'll teach you in Spanish too, so you can switch it. You know, go from English to Spanish, and I think that's pretty cool. Nice, yeah. We might have in Japanese in there too. Matter of time. Yeah, exactly. You know, they keep, well, they keep expanding these programs. I mean, it's a matter of time. You'll be able to go and pick the language that you want to go do a download and upload it into the doll or bear or whatever, and it'll just go forward. So it's just a matter of time. We've already started it due to the groundbreaking. Well, again, it, Teddy Ruxpin. Well, you still you you look at the stuff that, that that's coming out in Japan with some of these like living dolls and all that that look human, you know. Well, that's creepy. I guess some of them. <laughs> yeah, that's like super creepy. I mean, that that I could see that doll killing people, you know, at some point. But like what what Megan did in this is that she became friends with Alexa and Siri, and. Uh, Basically, was controlling the whole house, you know, turning the whole house against the, the family. It was it was a decent movie. It's not the best movie, but I've seen so much crap lately. It's like that's not so bad. Yeah, I can't watch that. I would be terrified. It's I not really the would. Well, it's, no, just no. The idea of AI having that much access and being able to to do that, like that, that to me does not sound far-fetched i mean if if it can access all of that and, and access your you know bank account it could access all your passwords it can access your mm. social media it can access every camera in the in your anywhere in your house i mean shh. yeah <laughs> it's creepy <laughs> i'm afraid to because alexa's in the next room afraid to talk around there but she could be a pain in the ass at times that little like, blue ring is now floating around. Well, she'll say she's like, she's like, oh, I was wondering, do you like Mark Miller? You know, because uh, uh, there's a book on sale for Amazon, and if you like, I could purchase it for you. And I'm like, shut up! I don't want to buy anything unless I want to buy something. I don't know how to turn that crap off, but she gives me recommendations. Um, really, ours doesn't. Mine does. I don't know. Well, mine is like some adaptive learning or something like that. And as it on there, I think I turned it off, but it was it was really kind of freaky. It's like, and then they would start giving me news, you know, like about anything that happened, like there was an earthquake in Turkey, or you know, and it's like I, I don't need to hear this all the time, you know. Don't talk to me unless I talk to you, because it would start talking to me when I don't say Alexa, you know. And it's like you need to shut up. Um, I get annoyed when she announces. Uh... <laughs> There's motion by your front door. There's motion by your side. It's like I'm taking the dog out at night at like two o'clock in the morning. And, you know, I walk in the door and I hear Alexa. There's a motion at the front door. I'm like, shut up. Don't wake anybody up. Shut up. Quiet. Shut up. <laughs> exactly. Um, she said to me, like, yeah, one time I was like, I asked her like, like about the weather or something like that. And then when I was done, I forgot. And I said, thank you. And she's like, you never have to thank me, Joe. I'm here to serve you. And I'm like, whoa, that's so creepy. 
That's weird. Mine doesn't do any of that stuff. That's because mine likes me, Jack. Nobody likes you, even robots. Oh. oh. Jack's got I, like go. If, if, Jack's I, if, if I watch more television program that helped me get in touch with my softer side, Joe, I guess I would I guess so. feel that way like you do, but I don't. Jack probably has one of those iRobots that cleans the room and kicks them all the time. I would love to have an iRobot. I would I would be one of those people that would dress it up, like put a little spaceship on top of it and just have the little spaceship flying See, around the house on top. In this conversation, I am the greatest hippie because I will be in that little cottage far, far, far away when y'all are going through the whole AI apocalypse. You're gonna be like, we gotta get to beds. We gotta get to her. <laughs> we gotta get to beds. And I'm and I'm there with my pitchfork like uh Get the heck away from here. <laughs> You're there with your magic wand. <laughs> and her dusty and her dusty cabin. You shall not pass. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching South Park when they did Lord of the Rings. And uh, and Jimmy's like, I, I, I'll take care of the crowd. You shall not pass. You shall not pass. You shall not pass. <laughs> that shit is great. Uh, anyway, all right, so let's get into it. Let's get into March Madness. This year, it's the worst actor slash character in the comic book movie world. Now, so is, this, is this just Marvel or is this? No, it's Marvel, DC, whoever. It's everybody. Okay. It's TV. I mean, it's hard because again, everybody, 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 everybody. <laughs> you know, like I don't think any of us have seen Morbius, so he's not in there. So these are just movies I've seen. So there's some movies, Fedra, that I've seen that you're probably not aware of some of the characters in there. But I don't think there's okay. that many. But you guys, like I said, what we'll do is each, each episode that we do is we're doing 16 tonight. There's 32. So for the first 16, and then every time we do it, each person here has a veto. So if we want to get rid of somebody, you guys can say, no, I, I like this character, and I want to keep this character, and we'll put that person back into the bowl. And by the way, the bowl I'm using is this lovely mug that Fedra got me for Christmas, and it's got all Marvel characters, very well designed. Um, it's really nice. It's huge, too. It's like anyway. a like the soup mug yeah it's like a oh. soup mug but i could have hot chocolate in it too i would I like a lot of hot chocolate dude. it's it's a representation of your heart joe you have a big heart with a big mug oh thanks i didn't say big mouth <laughs> all right let's pick to the first one here all right all right here we go here we I'll go hold it up. i'll hold it up like i used to do you guys and you guys say wait a second don't you hold two of them up well yeah we'll go one versus one you know but here's the first contestant. One versus one, an argument of Can one. You see me? Darcy. Darcy. Kate Darcy. You're yeah. kidding me. Kate Dennings. She's from the Thor movies. Kate and Dennings. She was in WandaVision. All right. Who's this? Dennings. Bastard. Versus Bruce Banner, Mark Ruffalo. Two very annoying characters, I'm sorry to say. It's so difficult to. There are so many annoying people. So I guess we should go over the criteria too. Yeah. So 
It's a combination of the character. It's a combination of who Joe Hogarty personally hates. Well, that's that's a big <laughs> that's a that's big a criteria big right there. In the factoring. But I would say like the big criteria is the character, is the actor, and how much they impacted their the movie as a whole in general, you know. So, you know, again, mm. if they had a minor role, they're not as substantial as someone like, say, Mark Ruffalo, you know. And again, remember. We're picking the worst character, you know. So when we have Darcy versus Bruce Banner or Kat Dennings versus Mark Ruffalo, which one do you think is the worst of those two? I probably am going to say, oh, can I? Can I just go? Yeah. You okay, go first, Pedro. I'd say Darcy just because, you know, she's not that impactful. So uh, I'm willing to say that. Well, then that means that you're saying that she's the least worst out of that too. Yes, I know. Okay. Jack. Well, I mean, it's exactly Fedra's point. I love Darcy. I think she's hysterical. I thought she was great in the Thor movies. Uh, I thought she was even good in WandaVision. It's horrible um, WandaVision. You know, I like her, but on basis of impact, she has had a lot less impact than Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. I mean, he's he's a major Avenger. And while you may not like him, he still is a big, a much bigger important part to the MCU. I think you guys Mark. are missing uh, the reasoning that, that we're having here. Oh no, well, I, we're doing I, I, just fine. No, no, maybe no. You no, maybe you are Fedra. Jack, I don't I think just fine. gets it. So you're saying <laughs> that he sucks harder than than Cat Dennings? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying. <laughs> See, Jack I, doesn't get it. No, I, I'm saying like you're saying. Oh, okay, who's worse between the two of them? Yeah. Well, I would have to say, Cat Dennings is Darcy because. Mark Ruffalo, I enjoyed both of them, but there's a lot more to Mark Ruffalo's Hulk than there is Kat Dennings Darcy. Agreed. So if one of them has to go, I would say Darcy. Darcy's no. got to go. You can't get you, you, can't you guys. Get, are, you no, know, you guys don't get it. You know, like again. I, well, first of all, I'm gonna have to use my veto. The problem gonna, is, I like both of them. That's the already? problem. No. Yeah, because I hate this guy. <laughs> you know, and you want to like, you know, basically. So you're that, so wait a second. So you're going to use your only veto in the yeah. first matchup? No, no, we get a, a veto each matchup. You know, I mean each each day each day that we do it. So okay, like so next like week, I said, this is the first one, and you're going to yeah. use your veto already. Well, if you idiots are going to say that he was, <laughs> thank you, thank you, not, not as bad. You know that I am a that Darcy idiot. that Darcy was worse than than. Bruce Banner in the MCU, then yeah, I'm going to use it because this is my prop. Like I've said this for years. He's the worst cast, uh, one of the worst cast characters in the MCU. He was good in the I Avengers. I, so. I, I know I thought he was good in the Avengers in the first one, you know? Um, and that Hulk was very good, but he's too fat. He's too old looking. He sounds like Bullwinkle. He doesn't sound like he's intelligent. You know, he, he just is not 
who Bruce Banner should be. He does like how Fedra is with, and how I once was with Ben Affleck and Batman and Bruce Wayne. That's how I see Bruce Banner and Mark Ruffalo. It's just, he can't play intelligent because he's not an intelligent person. Ben he Affleck sounds like, what's that? Ben Affleck I mean, is not Batman. Oh, by the way, I have bad news for you, Fedra. He's not in this. I was thinking about putting it in there for you, but I, I didn't. Uh, oh, it's okay. So, there's so many more egregious people to put in this bowl. I keep manifesting that I'll be able to say this to his face in person someday. So don't worry. Yeah, I'll just keep saying it. Lunch. I, I love you, Fedra. But I, I won't. Feeling... He does not deserve lunch. Not with me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I have a feeling if you ever met him, you'd be like, duh, duh, duh. <laughs> you know, just like I would be if I ever met somebody famous. Yeah, I'm going to be like, I'll be, I'll be surprised that he's right in front of me. I'll be like, so you're Ben Affleck. Yeah. Okay. I really liked you in Dogma, but you're not Batman, and you never will be. All right. Well, I hope I'm there when you say that, because I don't think you're going to say that. Uh, well, I am glad, for one, that you've used up your veto already, because that right. we get to wreak havoc with whatever matches. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. So, yeah, so Bruce Banner, for me, he's in the top two of who I think is one of the worst characters ever in a comic book movie. Because of his performance, because of his fatness, because of his stupid sounded voice. Yeah, no, he's, you guys are wrong. I'm using my veto. Kat Dennings is out of it. And Darcy, okay. Next one. So both of them are out. No, 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 no. It's double elimination. So Darcy's no, 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 still no. in? No, she's out. Mark Ruffalo survives. No, actually, in your, no, no, the way this works, actually. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No, I, I saved Mark Ruffalo's. All right, so Darcy is in here, but Mark Ruffalo is, you know, you're right. They, since I vetoed, Mark Ruffalo yes. is still in here. All right, next one. Can you read this one? Batman, George Clooney versus Shang-Chi, Sim Lu. Oh, I don't think that's fair. What do you mean that you don't think that's fair? I, well, Clooney is Clooney. He's not without his charms. But, I mean, the guy who played... Uh, oh, God. Now, Shang, now, Shang you've, got, you've got me so flustered. Yeah, Sang-Chi. The guy who played Sang-Chi, he's, he seems like he's actually a pretty nice guy. Oh, and, he's not. He's a jerk. He is yeah, one of the biggest jerks know. in Marvel. I liked him on he is one of the Jeopardy. biggest jerks. I've liked him in interviews. He is. Uh, he was nah. recently. They had the All Star Game, the NBA All Star Game, and um, he was participating as like because they have celebrities participating at some point, and so they had like you know how they had the kiss cam up, so they had a picture of him and they're like look alike. So they had Simu Liu, and then they had some other Asian guy with glasses on who was I think it was a young kid. And so he went on this rant on Twitter and he says it was racist that they compared me with some guy I don't even look like just because the two of us are Chinese, you know, and everyone was like, just shut the hell up. They were trying to make that kid feel good that he looks like this guy who plays a superhero and he's got to bring his woke ass attitude mm -hmm. into he's he's super. He's probably one of the biggest woke jackasses in the MCU. Well, you know, that, but you see, that's also, that offensiveness predates the Awoken Nutty by 
decades. That whole thing of you know Asian people, oh, they all look alike. That that has been no, but one he, of he said even worse stereotypes forever. And of course, I could see him, you know, depending on how the commenters in the sports arena, you know, who sometimes don't come off the right way, make a comment. I could see very easily how they could have overstepped that line and made it very offensive to well them. they but they started attacking him Simu Lu. they're like you know first of all they kept saying it's like oh you need to lighten up pal you know lighten up francis and they're like oh so exactly. you're trying to say <laughs> i like, could ex exactly see them on air saying lighten up francis <laughs> no these were people on twitter and, and they were saying it's like oh so are you trying to say that you're better looking than this this other asian kid are you trying to say that this Asian kid is ugly and you don't want to be associated with? And he says, yes, I the, think the, the mass people in social media are known for their are, are just known for their understanding. True, true. And generosity of goodwill. Yeah, we all know that. Well, I'll go first and I'll Thank say you, that. that I think Shang-Chi's got to go because I didn't really like his acting. I would say, even though I'm not even a huge George Clooney fan, at least he did have his charisma to be Batman. Pretty much the worst Batman other than Ben Affleck. But I'll give George Clooney this and say Shang-Chi's got to go. All right. So and now we can. Wait, stop, Jack. Wait. Are you, again, are you understanding this? It's the worst one. So... George Clooney versus Simu Liu. Simu Liu, if he goes, that means George Clooney is the worst one because he stays. Because we're looking for the worst one. So who are you going for? Oh, I think Shang-Chi is the worst. Okay, so you're going to say Shang-Chi. And you, whatever your name is. <laughs> Me, thanks. <laughs> you know what? Just to keep george clooney in it i will say shang chi has to go as well because while he's not the best batman, george clooney why are you trying to say to keep george clooney in it i am saying to keep george clooney in the running be because but then george clooney doesn't go uh, you know he stays yeah i'm i'm saying let let clooney live another day all right all right, so you're saying Clooney was worse than Simu Liu, right? Are you, yeah. Am I understanding you correctly? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to. Yeah, I, you know, I will. I'm say, saying leave Clooney in it because he he would. It's what he he has so much. He has tons of charisma, but his time as Batman was just god awful i will say shang chi i wasn't a huge fan of that movie um you know i liked uh mandarin i thought he was good in it um it, it's just simu lu i think that the movie would have been better if there was a more masculine type main character and i just felt like he was boring i think that's why they brought in aquafina is to like this guy is just not selling this movie. We need someone for him to talk to because he is boring as hell. I, I thought he was horrible. That being said, George Clooney being Batman is an abomination. Like he didn't even try to be Bruce Wayne or Batman. He's just like, give me the hood. I'll just be myself and shake my head back and forth like a thousand times. That's how that's his acting method. He shakes his head 
back and forth. I mean, that's how his early acting method was. It was just horrible. He's just one of the most horrible actors ever to exist in this planet. I Although I did, in brother, where art thou? I was just going to say that I did like that movie, though. Um, that's that's the exception to the rule. It's a very rare exception for Mr. Clooney. All right, let's see here. Who's this guy? Because I can't see. I'm giving it to you guys, so you can tell me. Namor. Namor. And that Versus. guy's name is Tinak Huerta. Versus. Megan the Stallion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good gracious. Mm. This is rough. Well, we like Frederick go first all the time. Okay, that's fine. I don't think you're going to like it, Joe. All right. Because I'm actually going to stand up for She-Hulk. Because I actually were was more entertained by She-Hulk than Namor. I was more disappointed in Namor. So I would say who's worse is Namor. Okay. Jack? I agree. Megan the Stallion was doing her bit in She-Hulk. You know, that's her brand. And you know what? She didn't try to pretend to be anything except what her brand is. You know, of, you know, the weird dancer, girl, singer. Um, however, Namor, as you had called Clooney an abomination, I think what they did as far as the character design and direction with Namor was just god-awful. I would say I would be more likely to watch Batman and Robin again than I would Wakanda Forever. Wow. wow. I mean, I would probably watch just... I'm glad, the, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you didn't say that during Black History Month. The... Hey, no, uh, what? People can say that. All I'm just joking around. Things about me, but if you listen to my review, there were lots of good things in, that I said about Wakanda Forever, but... You fell asleep almost twice. Yeah, exactly. But I like... Oh, oh, yo, I cannot say her name. The Dolder Mayor. I think she is just kick-ass cool. I think the Panther's girlfriend is also cool, and neither of them have superpowers. And they go out there and they go toe to toe with someone like Namor and the Atlanteans. Facts. They are super cool, but he, as a villain, was just so awful with the green snot in the nose and his ears and all the bling. That that's not Namor. So he gets to stay in because he was worse. Than Megan the Stallion. One of this, one of the judges judgments that I have for the strength of a woman is if I can take her forearm and stick it in my mouth and bite down upon it and it closes. What close the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying she had very thin forearms and I couldn't see her throwing a punch. Yeah, same thing with Gal Gadot too. You know, um, she had no bulk, is what I'm saying. So yeah, I didn't buy the fact that she can kick kick Namor's ass. Um, but that's one of my you know, criteria. You know, look at someone's forearm. If it's like uh, size of two fingers, 
Yeah, you shouldn't be a superhero. Sorry. You hear that, ladies? Do not go yeah. sleep Listen around that, Joe Hogarty. You might end up with a nibble on your elbow. I mean, you know, you can be, you know, a sorceress or like Wanda or something like that, but you can't go around punching guys like 300 yards, you know, <laughs> regardless of what flower you ate or what suit you're wearing. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to, this is going to be a clean sweep, guys, because I thought that what Megan the Stallion did on the She-Hulk was was very offensive, as what the She-Hulk did, too. You know, I think it was just more, what would you call it? Not clickbait, but branding. stuff to get, it, branding? Yeah, Selling what, out for branding. Yeah, that's yeah. what Jack said. I agree 100%. Yeah, you know, but she did not have a huge impact on the series. It was the water cooler moment. I think it was the biggest talk moment in the whole series, which is kind of sad. Um, but Namor, like Jack, I was a huge fan of the character. He's supposed to be a major character in the MCU, and they just ruined him, number one, by the casting, and number two, by the design. And they gave him a crappy movie to be in, too. And he should have been in the Fantastic Four. Um, and again, this whole inclusion crap, it's like, well, he's got to be Mexican just because we don't have too many Mexicans as superheroes. So let's just make Namor Mexican, even though he's the furthest from a Mexican as he possibly could be. So but see, that, that's not even the problem I have with him. The problem I have is the character design like that. And then what they gave the, guy, that. the material that they gave the guy to work with was just terrible. It, it was it was just dumb and sorry i yeah. like i said for i always say it and i keep sounding like a broken record but a superhero movie is only going to be as good as the villain he fights no matter who the hero is they have to have a good solid villain that you root against and want to see the hero defeat. It's just, that's the way the comic book medium works. That's the way superhero movies work. If you do not have a good villain, you are not going to have a good movie. And that's what Wakanda forever doesn't never got. They wanted to all do all this. Oh, how much we miss Chadwick Bosman over Let's make a good villain. Let's make a great movie. It's more important to watch everybody cry about what happened to T'Challa. It's a shame what happened to the actor in real life. It's terrible. But you know what? That doesn't make a good superhero movie. Yep. All right. So, yeah, Namor stays in because he is just god-awful. Namor's going to the next round. Okay, who is this next one Whiplash. 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 Rourke. Whiplash. I got Whiplash. Fred Sanford, you say that a lot. Versus. Upside down. Upside down. <laughs> Gus Gorman. Gorman? You... From Superman 3? From Superman 3. Huh. Did you ever see that, Fedra? long time ago. Oh, so you did see it. So Richard Pryor was in Superman 3, and he played Gus Gorman, computer specialist, who had one week of training of learning computers, and he became a genius. 
But Fedra, you go first. So you got Whiplash, Mickey Rourke, and you have Gus Gorman, Richard Pryor. This is sad, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time for me to rate Gus Gorman. So I think I'll go with Whiplash because that was more psychological and physical <laughs> abuse. So. I'd say he's definitely worse uh, to his student. Whiplash? Yeah. Okay. Jack? I would have to stick with Whiplash as well as staying in as one of the worst. Um, I know they tried to do an interesting twist on the villains, but like I said, it, I don't, I don't, you could almost understand his motivations for hating the Starks. Um, but it, it was just, once again, Mickey Rourke, Mickey Rourke is an acquired taste. Some people love him. Some people don't like him. I think he's talented, but sometimes the movies and the roles he pick aren't the best. I, like, I loved him in The Wrestler. That's City. just what I was about to say. The Wrestler. He was terrific in The Wrestler, but it's hard to believe the same guy who did The Wrestler would do Whiplash. So only only for that. Plus, not to mention, let's not forget, Richard Pryor doing his bit in Superman 3. That totally fits into the 70s, 80s when that movie was released. You know remember how we used to think of computers that day. Yeah, you know what? You could learn computers in a week and be a genius in them, <laughs> according to every movie in the 70s. So he wasn't that far off from a lot of 1970s characters. Uh, I, so yeah. he's getting booted from the competition because he was a sign of the time. So Richard Pryor, you're kicked out of the worst competition. Yeah, it's funny. I remember I used to go to St. John's with Jack and we'd, we'd go to some computer classes and they'd give us like this stuff that we'd have to write down and then type in and then it would print out in the computer room. Remember when we had to do that crap? Yes. Jack? Like you couldn't hit the print button. It was it didn't exist back then. And I could never get it right. I was like, oh, crap, I'm going to fail this class. And, and Jack's like, rolling up all his print paper, you know, because he knows how to do it. I knew nothing about computers, but uh, man, I hated computers back then. So that was when you were doing HTML coding to print? HTML I, wasn't invented yet. So this, what was it called? The basic. This is just basic. <laughs> oh. Yeah. When I got my first job, I was still using paper <laughs> like to, to do the books. The green bar paper. Yeah. And I was using whiteout too. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway. Oh, wait, see, wait, wait, wait. Was it basic or was it cobalt? I think, yeah, oh, cobalt. It co yeah. yeah it I know cobalt. cobalt. It might have yeah. been cobalt. Oh, yeah. Well, I hated that. Yeah. Now it's so much easier. It's somewhere intuitive. Like we're back then. It's like, I don't want to have anything to do with this crap. As it doesn't make any sense, and it, and it said so. I went into accounting, but if I knew how 
important computers were going to be and how they were more user friendly within five years, I would have changed my major. Um, anyway, getting back to this stuff. So, unfortunately, if I had a veto, I would use it against you guys <laughs> because uh, I thought Gus Gorman was much more impactful of destroying Superman's franchise than um, what's his name? Whiplash and Mickey Rourke. Uh, it just was a mess. Uh, Superman 1 was an amazing movie. Superman 2 was a pretty good sequel. Superman 3 was... Uh, it, it was okay. It was, it was good. But Richard Pryor and the other villains ruined that movie. You know, it was it was nice seeing, regardless of what you say about any of the Superman movies, Christopher Reeve was always good in it. But it was nice that, you know, Clark went back to his old hometown of Smallville. He rekindled his relationship with uh, Lana Lang. Um, it, there was a lot of nice stuff in there. And then there's that great fight between evil Superman and good Superman, you know. Um, but damn... It's like Warner Brothers at the time, they must have owed Richard Pryor a favor. And I remember reading the papers back then because I was a big Superman fan. No, and Richard he, Pryor he, was like... He was popular. He was, but but Richard Pryor was like, he goes, yeah, I told Warner Brothers, I love Superman. I want to do a Superman movie. I really want to be in a Superman movie. They put him in there, but they had nothing for him to do in that movie other than to try and be funny, which at that point in his career, he no longer was funny. And it just ruined the picture. Anyway, I would have gone with Gus Gorman, Richard Pryor, um, but you it's know, unfortunate you used that. I used it, but I used it for a good one. Mark Ruffalo, man, he should be in the finals. I don't you think wandered it, my friend. I don't think Gus Gorman would have made it to finals. All right, who's this one? Miss Marvel, Iman Vellani. Yeah, I don't know if you guys did you see that show at all? No. Hmm. Versus Lex Luthor, G Jesse Eisenberg. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. See, that's unfortunate because you guys didn't see Miss Marvel, neither one of you. Um, I'll, I'll just and probably still won't. <laughs> I mean, that should tell us right there, though, because we didn't even want to see it. I at least know Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. I mean, he wasn't like amazing but from what you were saying about that show it doesn't sound like she was good at all she wasn't she was horrible i mean and that was one of the biggest problems with it well like i say i know people hate when i say this stuff she just was too heavy you know for the character where she's not drawn like that in the comics and they're trying to they're pushing this whole woke crap that you know, embrace your your uh, fatness or whatever, your physicality. And because, um, like, there were three good-looking guys, and they were all after her, fighting each other for her. And it's like, come on. You know, it's – and, she, you know, she didn't wear makeup or anything like that, and she had a good-looking friend, and they're like, but we like her because she's the star of the show, you know. Anyway – but she just was not a likable that that's my big thing is that as the main character you should be likable and and if you're going to be a superhero she was not she was a brat she was like 
again, things that I don't believe exists in, in the Muslim culture, where she would go to a mosque and she would stand up and start yelling at the men uh, conducting the mosque, saying that you're unfair to women, that women should be treated equal. I just don't see that happening. That's a fantasy. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I just didn't like her. But, but I will say, I, I think, for me, the biggest egregious person in Batman v Superman was Lex Luthor. He was so miscast, so annoying. And who would have had a good Lex Luthor if friggin' Kevin Spacey was Lex Luthor in that movie? People would have been saying that it would be a different story or like it, that movie would have Heck more yeah. respect if he was in it. Jesse Eisenberg was, was basically playing um, Zuckerberg from Facebook. Yeah, I was just about to say that. He yeah. was. But see, I kind of appreciated that too because I don't, I, I, I mean, this is just me personally. You know, when I was young, I was very, very, and I mean, when I'm young, I mean, I'm talking like early elementary going into high school. I was obsessed with serial killers. And from my study, the most lethal ones were the ones that just would go past you. They were good looking. They were smart. They were quiet. They were invisible. They were the the most lethal. So that's kind of how I've always seen Lux Luther. Like he'll be this billionaire or this inventor, you know, showcasing that kind of like Bruce Wayne. But then on the flip side, you know, he's trying to destroy the entire world for himself. So I personally like that. I didn't like, I don't remember his name during the eighties where they made him very like loud, obnoxious and kind of just nuts. Uh, I didn't like that. I never saw Lex Luthor that way personally. No, you mean Gene Hackman? Yeah. Thank you. I yeah, I just... He was overly loud. I thought he, yeah, I didn't think he was loud either. Super egotistical, which is Lex Luthor. He was like a big real estate developer. That's yeah, yeah, that, obnoxious. That version though. of Lex Luthor. So, That's so annoying. Mean, go ahead. Sorry, Frederick. Oh, I'm just gonna go with you and go with Miss Marvel, even though I haven't seen it. It just doesn't sound. Good. I didn't go I... with Miss Marvel. Okay. Oh, you didn't? No, oh, I went with well, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. His character is more impactful um, because Batman v Superman was supposed to be a home run and. I think it yeah, could have but been she's a, like the lead of her own show, and she messed it all up. But Batman, there's Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Miss Marvel. Which one doesn't belong? One of these things is not like the other. <laughs> you know, we'll just say it right there. She's she's not that huge of a superhero. Where these three are gotcha. the Trinity of DC. Okay. Well, not that I'm trying to sway your vote, Fedra. Why am? But uh, I, I think Jack will right. the right now, way. Now I hippie. see your point. Okay. Well, I because I haven't seen Miss Marvel, and honestly, there's just I just have no desire to watch it. Um, I can't leave her in. I did see, I did see Batman versus Superman. Um, it was just a totally different take on Lex Luthor. Um, which if they were going to go towards a younger version of Alex Luther, uh, I don't think Jesse Eisenberg was that bad, but 
um, because Batman versus Superman, that should have been like the number one movie of all time. Uh, I have to leave him in it because once again, the whole movie was flawed where that should have been DC, uh, DC and Warner Brothers just printing its own money and they blew it. So uh, for his involvement in that, he gets to stay in the competition. Yeah, that, that's me too. Lex Luthor, I, I felt was one of the worst characters, one of the most miscast characters. And I used to have this argument with, with Taylor all the time. He's like, but that's not really Lex Luthor, it's his son. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? That's the problem with Warner Brothers is that they give us crap before they give us something good. And since they give us crap like Lex Luthor's son, we never get to see the father of Lex Luthor Jr. Because there's not a sequel because the movie sucked so bad because of his performance. The same thing with Justice League. Give us Darkseid. Don't give us Stephen Wolk. You know, it's like, but, but Darkseid's coming in the sequel. It's like, but we're not going to get a sequel if the first one's not good. And that's what happened with Batman v Superman. We never got to see their Lex Luthor because he sucked it all up. Um, anyway, so he's in the running. <laughs> all right, who's this one here? Anybody? Lois Lane, Amy, Amy Adams? Yeah. Oh, she, she's up there. Where is my veto? <laughs> oh, no. Two-Face, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, come on. That's easy for me. It is for me, too, but I'm sure we have different candidates. Yes, we have different candidates. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Pedro, why is it easy for you, and who is it easy? Who's who's the one you want to throw into the bucket? Tommy Lee Jones. So he, you think he's worse than... Heck, than yeah, he was... Hurt totally worse than Amy Adams. I would rather watch Amy Adams than see him butcher Two Face. I mean, it was, it was so sad. I mean, it was just <laughs> terrible. I mean, when you take Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face, and I don't remember his name in Dark Knight. I mean, it's worlds apart. Worlds apart. Not even with the effects. Just Say that again. Just worlds apart. Worlds. Just, just like the way that that like he he like it was just it was just so sad. Like no, he just wasn't connecting. It was they made it more of a mockery and more like funny. And if if he was able to do the 1960s version of the Batman and and with Two Face, he actually would have gotten that more of a of that vibe. And that's what I think they tried to put in the Batman and Robin film. And no, no, it was absolute fail. I'm not saying that Amy, Amy Adams is like amazing, but I think she did great at per portraying, you know, a ditzy reporter that falls in love with an alien. You know, I think she got away with that. She, that's, she wasn't ditzy, though. She kept saying over and over that she was a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. So you can't be ditzy and be a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. I'm gonna go with it because I don't buy the scene when she like goes up to that mountain and like nobody sees her and she goes alone and trips around and falls into a spaceship. You know, like that. Like, well, that's more like the lowest lane that I know. But <laughs> I'll get to my comments after you're done. After Jack's done. Go ahead, Jack. 
Okay. So you're, you're saying Harry. Uh, I am saying Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face gets to stay in the competition. Oh, where's my veto? Because <laughs> Amy Adams is worlds better than Tommy Lee Jones in that movie. So uh, I like tonight, man. It's like Fedra and Jack all the way. Yeah, you guys piling up on me. I'm loving it. <laughs> With your abundance that of veto frogness. too early. Squandered. Yeah, I should not have used the first pick. But then I, I would have I, I I <laughs> saved Gus Gorman and then Amy Adams would have came up and I would have been crap. I almost said the S word. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones, I think he had no idea who the character was. I doubt he ever read a Batman comic book because the way he portrayed Two-Face, he was kind of like a mad clown, you know? Um, yeah, he was horrible. And the design of him looked horrible too. Well, the thing is, you already had the Riddler being the mad clown. Yeah. Two-Face is supposed to be dark, really dark, menacing threat. Just, he's a dark guy, you know, and he's not the mad clown. And like I said, that you have the Riddler for that, <laughs> you know, guy and Jim Carrey. You know, that's what you had Jim Carrey there for. You didn't need two two of the same type of character in the same movie. Well, that movie was a disaster. I, I saw it recently. Val Kilmer is a decent Bruce Wayne, but that's about it for the film. And I would say Jerry O'Connell was it? No, that wasn't his name. I forget his name, but whoever played Robin, he, he was okay. Chris too. O'Connell. There you go. Thank you, Chris. O'Connell or O'Donnell or whatever the hell. Some Irish. Mick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but moving on to Lois Lane. Ugh. Talk about getting miscast. First of all, I always say I've had to describe Amy Adams as Lois Lane. And I have seen movies where Amy Adams is a good actress, where she's sexy. She's not sexy at all, and Lois Lane needs to be sexy. She doesn't wear any makeup in this. She wears Hillary Clinton pantsuits throughout most of the movies. Um, we don't see any leg or anything like that. She's never sexy in this whatsoever. No reason for Clark to fall in love with the, her. She's mousy. She talks with a voice like this. You know, I'm a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter. Don't treat me like this. I'll call my editor. You know, that's not how Lois Lane talks. Like, Lois Lane okay. talks like a female. She talked in the movie either. Yeah, I'm like, she, she Mickey Mouse? She did. <laughs> like, she <laughs> did. <laughs> she, no, her voice is just so mousy, you know, like where it's laughable when she's going up against Perry White and that uh, that general. It's like, yeah, whatever, lady. Go get me a coffee, you know? it's That's the type of how I see Lois. It's just horrible. I just can't buy the fact that Clark would fall in love with her because when you think that there are how many billions of people on this planet and he fell in love with that? Come on. Come on. You know, let, let's have it at least somewhat believable. I think you're way too hard on Amy Adams. Not only that, she's got that big scar in her stomach after that whole escapade, you know, looking at that spaceship from Krypton and that robot zapped her. He gave her the scar. 
but still, he's got to see it. You know, it's like I'm just saying. Out of the billions, oh my of, god! Out of the billions oh, of women, next, next, next poll, please. Yeah, give me, I'll, next I'll, poll, I'll, please. I'll, I'll, I'll go to the next one if you give me your veto. Nope. <laughs> no, I will not be blackmailed. All right, I'll put Two Face in there, but Lois Lane. I get, every time I see that scene, it's like it's you killed her, and and they imply that Superman became evil because of her death. He should have been like uh, like Austin Powers when he lost, uh, you know, his girl from the first one. And he goes, "I'm single, baby, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, <laughs> oh, Lois Lane, you would have made it to the top if I was in charge, if I had my veto. But you Damn don't. Damn it, I'm not going to blow it the next time. You don't. I... No veto <laughs> right. for you. One week. Okay. Who's this? Carly Morgenthau. Oh, you don't know who that is, Frederick. Do you know who that is, Jack? Aaron Kellerman? No. That was the villain in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ah. Oh, the Freckle Girl. Did you watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Fedra? No. Yeah, it's Freckle Girl. You know, who she, was like she was the one who was uh in uh solo. The villain in solo. Had the same basic story, you know, misunderstood villain that was actually trying to help the people. And she was in Willow, you know. <laughs> she was one of the lesbian lovers in Willow. Mr. Uh, Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Wow, yeah, that's mm, close. Keep cool, Batman. Well, all right, Fred, so you don't know who this Carly is. She was annoying because they kept mentioning her over and over again. And instead of, like, taking her out, the Falcon's like, we need to talk to her. Let's reason with her. And then, like, uh, U.S. agent would just, like, walk two steps ahead of him. It's like, get him. <laughs> you know? It's like, uh, I didn't like Carly. Anyway, uh, so, Fed, I'd assume you would go with, with Mr. Freeze. Yeah. I mean, Arnold didn't do that character justice at all. I mean, it was pretty bad. Hmm. I I will say Arnold goes on to the next round. I will agree with you. I, I, again, I couldn't stand Carly. Um, I don't for think the she's as bad as you think, but uh, no, but she's I, not. I think... She's not a, a favorite of mine in any sort of way, but. Um, once again, Arnold was just terrible. No, I, I think the actress was just doing her job. I mean, I don't think she's a bad actress, but I just didn't like the way people were treating her with kid gloves. And they're like, well, you know, she's really trying to help people, even though she's like killing all these people at the same time. She's not really bad. It's like, shut the hell up. And she, then she became a martyr. Oh, I, I didn't like that. But yeah, Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. He was kind of miscast, but at that point, he was very popular at the time. You and know what? But the thing is, once again, it's the material. That true. joke on Mr. Freeze was just so bad. I, I can't imagine any actor 
pulling that off where we'd be like, wow, that was great. I can. Um, but I think he was, he was thinking of uh, Joel Schumacher who directed the last two movies, you know, that sucked. He was thinking of the, um, Adam West, Batman and Robin and what Mr. Free Reese was like there. And we've seen Mr. Freeze so much cooler in the comics. Didn't Mr. Freeze come oh, from a good one? What? We've seen Mr. Freeze be cooler. Oh, I didn't you see I, I do these all the time. I don't <laughs> intentionally mean to say that, but yeah. No, I mean, but wasn't he like cooler in the comics? Like remember that animated movie? Uh where his wife is uh, sub zero, another sub zero, another yeah. underrated DC animated movie. And I forget was Christopher Lloyd the voice of Mister Freeze, or was it someone? Because uh, he, I think he would make a good Mister Freeze back in the day. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I could definitely see that. Schwarzenegger was just, he was, his character was too many puns. Like almost every line out of his mouth was a pun. Mm-hmm. Like you call Robin, bud boy. And, and uh, he's always saying, keep cool. Are your hearts on the decala? And, uh, uh, you know, just way too many puns in that. Way too him. many. Need to shut up. And collect his money. He made. I know he made a lot of money for that movie. I think he had a heart attack too. Um, he did. Well, he had. I think he had quadruple bypass surgery around that time of the movie. Oh wow! I did. I don't. Wow! Well, it's been so long. Well, yeah. I don't remember that. So. Yeah. Anyway, I cut these. This is the last one. Taskmaster. Taskmaster. Your favorite, Taskmaster. Joe. <laughs> well, one of my favorites. War Machine. Oh, boy. Oh, come on, you guys. Come on, you guys. Don't screw me over. I'll be nice to you for a whole week. Lies. <laughs> Complete I don't believe it. lies. I don't, I don't, think you <laughs> I don't buy it. You can't even do I don't a think few you days. Do it you know, I, I don't trust Jack at all. I don't trust Jack at all. I'm going to just kiss your ass, Vedra. You've always been my favorite, Fedra. <laughs> you know, just Jack is just pure garbage. <laughs> See, look at that. <laughs> oh, and such true words have been spoken out of desperation. <laughs> Seriously, Fedra. I mean, I, if you ever loved me, Fedra. <laughs> yeah, if you ever ever loved me, <laughs> that's a real Italian right there. Please. I know exactly what this he's is doing. What I say. <laughs> oh my god! How am I gonna do this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I gonna be there for my friend? I don't know. I don't know. Well, no, you know. Okay. Remember last Saturday when I helped you with your oh wow, your look at this! Oh god! <laughs> Remember that time I helped you move? Remember that time I took you to the airport at three o'clock in the morning? Remember we took a nice walk, you know, in Disney Springs, you know? Yeah, we took a nice walk in Disney Springs. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I I hate reminding you of these things. But... Yeah, yeah. You hate it. Absolutely hate it. <laughs> 
Oh. All right, this is gonna be tough because tough. Ta ta yeah, I mean, Taskmaster. I mean, what did what did they do? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't. Honestly, to this day, I don't even really know the character. Remember her? They didn't. And, they and didn't. she was only in the movie for like maybe three minutes. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the other guy was there for a bit, and. <sighs> I mean, to an extent, I do agree with you, Joe, about the acting. However, I think that's a really good actor. And I think you're being really harsh. But I think it's also the writing. Now, you have the right to say that I'm harsh, Fedra. It's, yeah, I just, yeah. You have every right, Fedra. I am harsh. But I don't. You're, you're a harsh critique. You are. But because of our friendship, which I hold very dear. Me too. I, I can't tell you how dear I hold this friendship. Oh I, 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 I will say that in this moment, you're right. Because if we're going based on what you said, which is which one has more impact, uh, you are technically right, which would be War Machine. All right, Jack. No one cares what you have to say, but what's oh your answer? Our thousands of listeners do. All right. And Don knows I support him in most of his roles. Now, here's here's this this is doubly easy for me. Here's a thing, she first off, I think Mr. Hogarty here is overly harsh. Yes. On Don Cheadle. Yes. I think he's extremely overly harsh. But the think of the other, friendship, Jack. The think of the friendship. Problem, the other, or you, you hear the, the horrible things he says to me. He even said horrible things to me on my birthday. Of all days. The one year that might be like, let's be, you know, let's be a little nice to Jack, you know, but no. No, no. no. Uh, I mean, only true friends would say true things to you Jack. such horrible things yeah but, but on, on your birthday your friend should be at least at least a little bit nice to you but here's this now this goes even more important though the problem is in the comic books the taskmaster is one of my favorite villains i think he is just mm. such a cool character and the whole concept of his powers with photographic reflexes that he could mimic any hero and they've had other characters come through hell disney's giving a miniseries to echo who has the same ability to mimic any fighting style you know why didn't they just use the real taskmaster you know but no they have to make her up and make her handicapped as well okay so you have ruined you put a villain that was ruined in their interpretation from the Black a Black Widow movie up against an actor who I happen to like, who I think he has done a good thing. So, but has he really been War Machine? I I happen to like him as War Machine. I do. I think he fits the part. I know Joe looks like. No, Rhodey's got to be big and buff and all this, you know. But the thing is, 
he's in the military. He's a military pilot. You can't have this big bulky guy sitting in a cockpit. He just doesn't fit. True. You know? Good point. So, you know, you can't, you know, even though True Lies was a great movie, Arnold Schwarzenegger wouldn't fit in a Harrier jet. You need a little guy like Tom Cruise's Maverick who fits I'd right in there. I'd rather see Arnold Schwarzenegger in a jet like that than Pee Wee Herman. Well, yeah, but Pee Wee Herman. And, and that's basically the comparison. I, I, Wait, you always say to be true to the character and the the description of the character. So doesn't that kind of go against it if you're saying that you'll tolerate Arnold Schwarzenegger in a jet, even though physically he's not supposed to be in that? He just doesn't fit. No, my, my rules flex, you know, are flexible. You know, I mean, I, 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 that you don't, don't understand. Whoopi Goldberg agrees situation. with me. <laughs> no, she agrees with you, Jack. She loves Don Cheeto. Well, I have to say, for two the two reasons that She's just draws I don't think Don Cheadle is a bad actor, and they totally ruined one of my favorite villains. Don Cheadle, you are out of the competition. And yeah. I will veto Joe's vote to make sure you yeah. stay out of the competition, Mr. Cheadle. No, they, no, when you veto, that means that if I, I mean, no, no, Cheadle, I, I am vetoing your vote. I am vetoing Joe. You Hogan. can't beat him. Oh, no, you can't do that. You know, well, it's just that they're, they're part of the wild card. You're, you're Don Cheadle. Wait, 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 wait. Where'd this wild card thing come from now? That's a basketball NCAA, you know? Yeah, but we're not Jack, playing basketball. basketball. We're playing. We're doing March Madness. No, well, they, well, but we're playing like it's basketball with the rounds and all that, you know? Um, well, anyway, I say, Don Cheadle, you are out of the competition because the person that you were put against was so much worse and so, so, so much so harm you are personally. Using, so you, you are using your veto? Well, I was going to use my veto to you make sure Taskmaster uh, Girl you is can't out of the competition the instead of Don Cheadle. <laughs> No, you want him. In, you want Taskmaster Girl in the competition, right? Right. I'm, I want to use my veto to cancel your vote. No, you're not canceling my vote. You're just putting her back in. You know, because I'm going to vote. You know who I'm going to vote for. But I will say right. you make a good point. Okay. I, I, mean, I can't help that you're totally wrong because you know. No, I'm not. I'm totally right. I mean, no, I will say Taskmaster. First of all, you and you didn't even say it. Taskmaster should always be a man. Because he was a man in the comic books, they made it was a, a combination of wokeness and Me Too crap that went on back then. They had to give Black Widow her own movie because of the whole Me Too movement, you know. Otherwise, she wouldn't have gotten one. And so they're like, "Well, she's got to have a you know a female villain to go up against." So and so they they sex or gender swapped the the villain that is a is a favorite of many people in the comic books, including. Yours truly, Jack. Well, you know, think about it. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. All he can do is mimic the fighting styles of someone. So that means he can fight just as good as Captain America. He can shoot a bow as well as Hawkeye. He can duel as well as the swordsman. These are his abilities. He is not super strong. 
He is not super fast. Yet this one guy took on the entire team of the Avengers, including Captain America, Thor, Hawkeye, and Iron Man, Wonder Man, the Wasp. He took on the entire cast of the Avengers and got away. They didn't beat him. He got away. Now, All right, so this is a this is he is a guy to be reckoned with, and they turned him into this robotic girl, you know, who didn't have any sort of emotions or couldn't control herself, you know, like that is much more travesty than anything Don Cheadle could possibly have done as War Machine. But my arguments fall upon deaf ears. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, I agree with you with the point that it should have been a man to begin with. Even if it was uh, a girl. If it was a girl who did all that, no, that, no. that wouldn't bother me. No. But the no. taskmaster should have handed the black and, widow and he, her butt on, on yeah. her own in, in, in just a couple of minutes. And, and taskmaster should have been really badass and that character wasn't in this movie uh, again it was disney being woke and it's like well women are just as strong as men or you know equality and all that well let's just gender swap uh, taskmaster so uh we can show two powerful women fighting against each other but who will win you know um the black yeah. widow with more realistic if the black widow just ran for her life because she would have, she, Natasha would have been smart enough to say, oh crap, I am totally outclassed. <laughs> well, again, that movie, you know, when we first saw it, we we're like, oh, it wasn't that bad, but I haven't seen it since. And I just, same feel thing. Like I haven't rewatched it. And that's, that's also not the best sign for Marvel. Yeah. It's a sign of a bad movie is, you know, it's like, I can't be bothered wasting two hours on this crap. Um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Jack, that they, they butchered the character of Taskmaster. But for me, I mostly know Taskmaster. I've seen his design in the comics and all that, but I, I really didn't have any comics with him in it. He was in Marvel versus Capcom, and I, I think I remember him from there um, more than in the comics. Um, but yeah, no, it's Don Cheadle for me. I can't stand that guy. And for me, he might be my number one still. There's still 16 more people that we haven't talked about that are pretty damn bad. But Don Cheadle, first of all, I was a huge fan of War Machine. I'd, I'd say I was a bigger fan of War Machine in the comics than I was of Iron Man. Because Iron Man, Tony Stark was just this rich guy that built the suits and he had a, a bum ticker and all that stuff. And he was a playboy, you know, he had a cool looking suit and everything. But War Machine, he was military. He was a big guy. Like, he worked out. You know, he looked intimidating. He walks down the block. You know, you, you think he, he he's going to kick your ass. You know, you're not going to start a fight with him. You can kick Don Cheadle's ass so many times till Sunday. He is so skinny. I can stick his forearm in my mouth and bite down upon it. What and, do you do? And, and that you just got to go the new catchphrase. That that just sounds so he, so awful. <laughs> that just shows he should never be a superhero. You know, he's skinny. 
The only place he's not skinny is his head. You know his head I is hope Don Cheadle sees you working out. I hope he's listening too. And he can come to my house and I will fight him as war machine <laughs> and you will see him just fall. You know, um, his head is oversized. His and head it's really is oversized. It is so. He's like a human. He's like a human Funko Pop. He really is. It's so big. It's distracting. You know, oh I know he fits God. that head in that helmet. And you know, look at his body. He's got to be close to 100 pounds. I can't see him, you know, well, maybe not 100 pounds, maybe 135, you know. Um, he's just too <laughs> scrawny. He's too skinny. He's too old to be War Machine. Uh, when he fell in Civil War 10,000 feet in the air, he should have been dead, you know, instead of being crippled. He's just annoying. I don't like him. I don't like him as a person. I don't like him as an actor. I don't like how he ruined my favorite character or one of my favorite characters. Oh. So screw him and all of his family and all of his grandchildren. I, you know, I think he sucks. He's getting his own movie. Oh my God. This guy sucks so bad. And Terrence Howard was so much better as as Rhodey than he was. He would have been such a... I I will say Terrence Howard was good, but you know what? I don't... I don't think... I think Don Cheadle made the role his own. You're out of your freaking mind. He's just doing that... Not Terrence Howard. You're just doing that to push my buttons. No, no, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I think... I think he made the role of his own. He's who I think of as War Machine. The same way Gal Gadot is the person I think of as Wonder Woman. The same way I think... You with those skinny arms? I think Gal Gadot is a perfect Wonder Woman. Well, from the neck up. No. Yeah. All around. For the, for the same thing that you don't, you don't need a super buff Superman. How is Superman going to get super buff? It can't work out. Everything is light is nothing to him. He can bench. Yellow sun gives him muscles. Sun gives him muscles. Okay. But it's the same thing. I'm not saying he should be out of shape, but he doesn't need to be, you know, super huge. Henry Cavill. It's just about the right, right. bulk. we don't need. But nobody's again. No one's going to pay money to see Jack Black as Superman. You know. No, uh, no. I think that would be a mistake as well. As much as Jack Black has tried to audition for it, and you know, he did have that phone call with uh, James Gunn. So. Oh, is that? I, I saw something you, in the news. That, yes, that's what I'm talking about. I didn't even think about that. I just was saying it because he's he's an actor that's fat, you know. And I'm just saying it's like. We don't want to see Superman with a pot belly and, and spaghetti yeah. arms. You know, we don't, I don't want to see Thor that way either, but that's what we got. Yeah. So anyway, so, when he we went full on Thor at the end of the big battle in Endgame, I think they should have had them revert back to buff Thor. And I was thinking of the round table that we had with Endgame, and what did I say? What did I say when that you whole said Don Cheadle was great in that movie? No, I said when that whole super chick cheerleader moment happened and they all stopped together to gather around. 
I said that will be the end of Marvel, and it was, and it was. No, that wasn't it. It was the end of Marvel because after that, Marvel just went downhill. And they not because Wolf. of that moment. It was the beginning. It was the beginning of the end. I foresee it. I'm the Nostradamus <laughs> of was not the comic book movies. I yes, asked them. Total fan service, but for every little girl in the audience, that was a dream come true. So I cannot deny that to the little girls. It was a curse. That scene and I were mean, inspired I, by that scene. I didn't realize this, but a lot of people called the MCU now the MCU because there's so many women in it and there's so very little men in it. You know, because you got She-Hulk, you got Jane Foster Thor, you got Black Pantheris, you got uh, the Marvels. Um, yeah, but you want Jane, Jane Foster. You got Hawkett. Uh, you got Miss Marvel. Did I say her twice? Um, yes. You got Wanda. You know, it's all women now, where it was like, it used to be Black Widow, you know? And now all of a sudden, after that superhero, super chick, you know, modeling expose that they had at Endgame, it's like everyone's got to be more important than Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, Thor. Screw them all. I told you, it's the beginning of the end. It was the beginning of the end. The end isn't over yet. It's still ending, you know. Um, I, all right, we'll just end it here. If the end for us is over. But all right, so we did go through the uh, the first round, and uh, I'll just read off the contestants that we have. Half of the first round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it'll be first round, it'll be second round. So we got Bruce Banner, oh, Mark Ruffalo. The, the, the next 16. Yeah, next 16. But we're still it's, considering. It's still the second, the second half of the first round. No, it's the second round. Just leave it at that. Uh, no, Darcy. Be 16 left in the We want to go to bed. Fedra and I are getting tired. Uh, Darcy. Yeah. Ted Dennings. <laughs> War Machine, Don Cheadle. Um, Whiplash, Mickey Rourke. Taskmaster, Olya Kralyelienko, uh, Namor, Tina Corta, uh, Lex Luthor, Jesse Eisenberg, Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Batman, George Clooney, and Two-Face, Tommy Lee Jones. My most depressing miss, Amy Adams, Lois Lane. I would have loved to see her go on because good god she was freaking horrible but anyway let's end this we'll end, the, end that on a good note good note is end, is always when joe speaks last <laughs> so Edgar always gets the last word well i mean you know what i'm talking about uh oh she's got her hand on the hip watch out jack can you tell everyone where they can find you you can always get in touch with me at Jack M at WDWNT.com. And Fedra? You can uh, follow me on, on Instagram at Fedra Ekris or be my friend on Facebook, or you can email me at Fedra at WDWNT.com. And Fedra, I really owe you on that Don Cheadle stuff. Oh, I good. really appreciate it. No, I do. I really do. Because I can't stand that bastard. And to think that he would have went out. Thank you. What our friends are for. <laughs> and if you want, yeah, thank you. My, my true friend.
And if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwmt.com or send me a friend request on Facebook. Check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney Universal news. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of WDWNT Nerd Alert, Season 9, Episode 8. So until next time, see ya. Good night, all. And be good to each other. Good night, everybody.